Um, yeah. So I was all, the point of all that was I always made videos and they were awful. And in sixth grade, I, I made a thing, a little video called the TJ show. And that was my first live action kind of thing. It was so cute. It was very cute. But again, it was just very awful. I was 12 years old and it was just the worst thing ever. And then, uh, yeah, so I was always, I was always making videos and then I started taking film production freshman year. It was very nice. I loved it. It was, it was a cool time. Um, I'm about to burp. I'm trying not to talk. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so I was taking taking film production classes, and they were all right. It was cool. I loved it. Um, you could only take like a semester of it, though. But after the semester was over, I'd ask my teacher if I could take another semester, and the counselors were like, well, you're not going to get credit for it, but you can go for it. And so I did that, and it was pretty cool. Um not really not much really happened it was just like the repeat of what I did the first semester but I just kind of got better at it and then the next year after that sophomore sophomore year junior year it was the beginning of junior year I had an independent study for film where um I was supposed to like make a film each semester but I ended up not making anything the first semester or anything the second semester because then the school had asked me to make a video for their biggest fundraising event called the Spring Gala. And that's what I spent my time the last two weeks before the video was due doing. And where did you go to school? I went to the Academy. The Academy of what? Of Charter Schools. And where is that? Uh, Lowell Boulevard oh. in, in Westminster, <laughs> Colorado. Westminster, Colorado. <laughs> Lowell, Lowell, 120th and Lowell. Um... That's where I've been since I was in kindergarten. Not anymore. Kind of sad about that, but it's it's okay. It was a great time. We discussed that at lunch today when I enjoyed my meatball sub. Yes, we did. We talked about our times at the academy. I graduated a few years before DJ TJ, but we both were at the same school since our kindergarten year, so we both empathize with each other on the scale of missing it and leaving it behind because a lot of our lives were there. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that have gone there and they're like, I'm never going to miss this. Like, thank God it's over. But I never, I understand how people come from that. Like I know some people didn't like it and it wasn't for some people, but for me it was like, I had no problem making the spring gala videos and stuff showing how great the school was because in reality, like it was, I mean, I didn't have anything wrong with it. Like at that big of a scale like there are obviously like some teachers and I'm like why do you exist why are you teaching you should not be teaching but for the most part it's like I loved the entire thing I loved every single person there yeah and and I mean we had some incredible guidance counselors and we had some incredible teachers I mean there's so many teachers that are still there that I look up to and there's some that aren't there that I look up to but there's a lot of people that have just been mentors to me after I graduated and um helped me a lot. I mean, my kindergarten teacher taught me, my brother and my sister all in kindergarten and her and I are friends now. She's absolutely amazing person. And she shaped a lot of who I am today. And she's just one of many examples at the Academy. And that's something I loved the most because I mean, this is kind of why I think film became the way it did for me because like, yeah, it was my hobby, but after film production, it was still just kind of a hobby. Like, okay, after the class is done, that's it. But then like, because of our film teacher, um, 
who is still one of the most incredible teachers I've ever had. I know like some people are obviously like, they don't think the same way about that, but I know you and I definitely are at that same scale of like how much of an influence he made an, like he made an impact on both of our lives. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's incredible at everything and he just has such a great vision on, um, how film and entertainment works and how, how big of a scale that he has of what he can teach is incredible, especially when you get time with him one-on-one. Um, like he helps me with some of my college auditions and a lot more than that. But after assistant directing the school show with him one year after I had graduated, um, I really got to see how incredible he truly was. Um, even more so than I did before. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, so, like, he was a big, huge, huge, huge part in in letting my little hobby become, like, one of the, one of my dream jobs that it's possible that I can do because of the independent studies and because he would, like, share some of my films to, like, other teachers and stuff. And that's when people were, like, I'd be sitting in math class and they were, like, hey, we just watched your suspense film and it was one of the coolest things we've seen. And I was, like, oh, my God, okay. Um and then I, the the PTO, the parent-teacher organization, asked me to do the spring gala. And that was when, at first, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's a lot of pressure to put on one person. And like I told you before, it's like, I filmed that off of my Galaxy S4. Mm-hmm. And, like, I filmed it all, like, within a week before the thing. I had no plan. I literally ran around with, like, four interview questions and got whoever I could. But honestly, it turned out to be something really, really good in terms of how much work I put into it. And I was really happy with it. And then the year after that, 2017, they asked me to do it again. And the only thing that changed from that to from 2016 to 2017, because as many people are in terms of music and film and everything, you always look back on your past stuff and you're like, what can I do to make that better the next time? How can I always improve? And so when I was looking at the 2016 video for the 2017 videos, like how can I improve? And for some reason, the only thing I thought I could improve at the time was like camera quality and that kind of stuff. And so it's like, I did upgrade to a better camera and that was about it. And like looking back on both of those now, like when you watch both of them, it's literally the same exact thing, almost the same exact teachers that were interviewed. And it was just like, eh. And I knew like, even when I made that video after the 2016 videos, like I was happy with what I made and I was excited to show it. The 2017 one, I was just kind of like, ew, it's not really that good. But that was also the first year that I gave a speech at the event. And I think that was what kind of kept it to the same standard as the 2016 one. Because the video, I don't, it was a lot more mediocre than the first one, but the speech is kind of what it, it pushed up a little bit more in terms of quality. Um, and so when I was starting to, plan it for the 2018 one because I don't know if I don't know if you can vouch for this too um but your senior year especially for me was something where it's like I've been holding back so many things that I've wanted to do so many activities I've wanted to try all these things that I've been holding back on the first three years because I was like whatever but then I I realized it's like this is my last year ever like I've been at the school for 13 years and there's just so many things that I wish I could have experienced that I didn't. Um, and so going into this last year, it was something where I was like, 
I want to do as much as I can and have as much fun and do as, I mean, as much as I can as possible, um, before this year ends. And I want everything to be better in terms of film. I want to do better with school. I want to do better in baseball. And I mean, the list goes on and on. And so for the spring gala video, the first two years, I got them done like two weeks prior to the event. But as I told you today, that video was done a month and a half before the event. And it was something where I spent almost a week literally with like no sleep, like watching other videos of school advertising videos to get ideas and picking ideas out of every single one. And I completely changed the entire video. And I was a little worried because I was like, I know they like these two, but at the same time, like I want to blow them out of the water. He's over there like throwing up. He's, he's burping. Yeah. I'm Uh, sorry. I'm drinking soda. Yeah. It happens. Um, and I just wanted to blow them out of the water and I, because it's like, this is my last one. And if I want to leave a mark in, in terms of what I've done, I want it to be the best thing I've ever done. And I think that is what it came out to be. Cause we've talked about like the saying goodbye music video and stuff that we've done. Like, I don't like it, but obviously a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like the spring gala video that you did your senior year it is truly amazing. And I think to a point it is your best work yet, but also you and I do have bias because we went to the Academy because we had those experiences and because we both know, what it means, you know, on a, on sort of a deeper level. And I think a lot of the people that we know feel that also. Um, so in that respect, yes, it is, it is probably the best thing that you've done and production wise, I would agree probably. Um, but we did show the saying goodbye music video to a lot of people. Um, and a lot of professional directors and professional producers that we've known who, who think it's incredible and who have told me, that like the only problem with it is our lighting and the fact that we didn't have as much equipment, you know? And for that, where we went into a video and we had to pay two people and that was like our only budget. Cause everything else we did was either at my apartment or in like public places, you know? And so that being said with our low budget, not a lot of equipment and poor lighting. If those are our biggest issues, then I think that says something for your creativity and what you're able to do, um, with such a, such a low budget. Whereas with the spring gala video, it was, it was just so different that you almost like can't compare the two, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the more that you're doing and the more that we keep filming stuff together, it's just getting better and better, you know? Um, so, you know, about what, four, four or five months ago was when you graduated. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, let's say six months, you've grown so much more that I think the next things that you go to put out are going to be so much higher elevated, um, just because of what you've learned from that video. And, Um, what you're continuing to learn through other people. Yeah. And that's why like we're up in Georgetown right now filming a music video. I had to cut out in one of our other podcasts, the title of that, because it's not coming out for a little bit, but I think he's he's burping again. That time it was a cough (laughs) sneeze. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> the song is out. It's one of the songs on the album that will remain nameless till the video drops. Probably what a month, something like that. Yeah. But that was something we were talking about, like looking back on some of the footage that we filmed yesterday. Um, I think arguably it was one of the best scenes that I think we've ever filmed in any of our work. Absolutely. And like, I, I've watched it on the camera so many times. We haven't even put it onto a computer yet to watch. And I sat there for like an hour just clicking through all the different takes of it from the different angles. And I loved it. It's like super insane. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And there were like times in it where I'm like, why am I tearing up right now? Like <laughs> I'm, and I'm just like, I know this is like all fake and it's just being filmed. But at the same time, I was like, this is pretty good. Um, but yeah, so after the, all the spring gala videos and stuff, just back onto the train of all the cool things. After the spring gala videos, it was actually like between the 2018 and 2017 one. Um, there's like a, a, how would you describe Bradburn? A living community? Um, yeah, like a condominium. Yeah, they... A housing condominium? They contacted our film teacher and asked if anyone was available to make some advertising videos for them. And obviously my name was the first to be brought up. And of course I was more than willing. And so that was the first time I experienced doing something I loved while getting paid. And when I did that, not only did when, when you're getting paid and you know how much you're getting paid for it, it really raises the bar in terms of stress level and wanting it to be the greatest thing you've ever made because like when someone's getting paid like knowing how much I was getting paid I was like well it needs to be at that level For sure. I can't make anything that's worse than that um and I think in terms of what I had planned and what I did I think it turned out really well definitely um, definitely and then yeah after that it was followed by the 2018 spring gala video and that was about it other than filming stuff for you and yeah. I was like, I'm going to college for film uh, at CU Denver. And that's what I was just like, well, I'm going to film stuff um, with Al. And that's going to be about it until college. Um, but I haven't had a job this entire summer. And that's the first time in two years I haven't had like a job over the summer. And I've enjoyed it because like going on trips and being able to hang out and do whatever. It's been really nice. Um, but getting towards the end of the summer, I'm like, well, goodness gracious me, I need a job. And so I started applying to like, I wanted to go like photography or film route, but I knew that like most of those things require a college degree. So I got turned down by a bunch of places and I'm like, whatever. So I started applying at like Amazon and uh, like Domino's Pizza and like a bunch of like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and then I ended up seeing something about like basically an internship for this TV show series pilot which technically I I did f fill out a confidentiality agreement so I can't talk about that much um or but, but there they is they could view it as promotion but there is a TV <laughs> show that I applied to be as an intern basically where I would just like keep track of the shooting schedule and like keep track of all the like filming form things like the, whatever they called it, the releases or whatever the heck. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. Sounds good. 
and I went in for the interview, and that was the first time that it's like I had to dress up all nice and drive to Denver in my new car, and I was like, oh wow, I feel like such a professional. Um, <laughs> and I went in and talked to the guy, and I thought like the interview was supposed to be about an hour. I got there 15 minutes early. Number one tip for interviews: be there early. Don't be late. That's kind of dumb. True. Um, and so I was like 15 minutes early. We started the interview like five minutes early. The interview lasted 20 minutes. And he was like, yeah, so I've interviewed like six or seven candidates. And so far, you're definitely the one I'm going to choose. I have one after you. Um, so unless he blows me out of the water, you're getting the job. So I was like, okay, sounds cool. Good. Um, and I was really happy and I called Al right after driving home. Yes. It was so sweet. He was so excited <laughs> and I was in the Costa Rica and I was so proud and I was very anxiously awaiting cause he was like, he's going to call me in like two hours and tell me if I got it or not. And so I was sitting there probably not quite, but close to as anxious as he was while he's waiting for this call. And I'm like waiting for him to call me back. Yeah, and so, like, I get home and whatever, and, like, I'm talking to my dad a little bit, and then I get the phone call, and I was like, this is it. This is the moment of truth. And he's like, yeah, so this last person, um, he just graduated college for film and has a bunch of really professional equipment, so we gave him the job. However, I love your energy and the way you see things. Would you like to direct the TV show? And... I was clapping <laughs> the entire time. I'm just like sitting here like the intern thing. Like I'm just graduating college or not college high school and going into film for college. But so I think the internship was like the perfect place for me. And I was like, okay, that's great. But then he goes and offers me this job to direct the television show. And I'm like, that's a step up from the internship. And he's like, yeah, you're going to be in charge of all these people. And so today we had like our first conference call and Al like sat there next to me through a lot of it. And like, I was making a bed while <laughs> attempting to, I'm awful at making beds. Fun fact about me, but he was sitting there in the room on this call and I'm just struggling to make a bed. It was hilarious. And I, you can also now like you're the first person. It is now proof that I am in charge of the person that graduated college for film. Very true. I heard the, what is he, like the... The producer, the producer host. of the show, yeah, yeah, producer host. And he was like, but just remember, TJ's the director, so you guys are basically in charge of carrying out his vision for the project. And like, yeah, so like one of them just graduated college for film, and the other two like have internet movie database, like IMDB pages. So it makes me wonder... Am I going to have one by the end of this year? But who knows? Um, and so that's where we're at now. However, I did just get off the phone a little bit a few hours ago too, which Al was there for. Drum roll, please. So see you, Denver. Is we need to wait, wait, wait. We need to get a soundboard. Yeah, we do. That'd be sick. Don't worry, because I'm only going to see you, Denver, for a semester if everything goes good. Because then I am moving to L.A. to go to college and, and live with this man here. With me. So we don't have to do podcasts. Yeah. We don't have to do podcasts yeah. over Skype or FaceTime or however we were going to figure that out. Because we'll just, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the that's, plan. Hopefully that's, everything will work out. That's if things work out. That's if things go good. Fingers crossed. 
fingers crossed, I have a lot of confidence that it's going to work out. Honestly, I think I got into the program at the Los Angeles Center Studios Studio School, which I've talked about before, but for those of you who don't know what it is, um, it's the biggest active Hollywood film studio, and they're... I think Warner Brothers stuff is pretty much... It's not the only theme film there, but they film all of their stuff there. Yeah. Um, so Warner Brothers is their biggest, I guess, clientele for the film block. But um, like all the game shows, like The Voice and American Idol and Ellen DeGeneres' game show, um, a couple late night shows, and then a bunch of movies like Mission Impossible, Terminator... Um, NCIS Los Angeles, which is a TV show, not a movie, but I mean, everything is filmed there. Like all after I toured the place, I'll be watching movies and television shows and be like, "Oh shit, <laughs> like that's that was that's where there. I'm going." And uh, they have a college program there called Studio School, and it's a very small part of the studio um, itself. But you work on the sets and you work with professional actors, directors, producers, um, and you learn from them, um, and then you can get a college degree when you are finished. So I'm going into that. Um, as most of you know, I think we've talked about it before. A I don't know how we haven't. Yeah. But um, sounds like TJ is going to be joining me there in uh, a semester or maybe a year, depending on what he decides. Yeah. But uh, and we would probably be roommates. It's like a 90% given mm-hmm. if, if the other stuff worked out. So... Um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, anyways, continue. Sorry. I mean, either way, we're going to be there in a week. We're yeah. going to... I mean, he's moving in. I'm just going because we're going to film some stuff there. I haven't been to LA since 2010, and all I saw was Disneyland, so I don't even know what there is to see. That's just a nice picture. My he's brother, on Snapchat right now. Sorry, I'm being so disrespectful. My brother just... He's 10. He Happy birthday, Ethan. He just turned 10 on the 28th of July, but it's, he loves making the stop motion animation videos with like his action figures and stuff. And he just sent me a clip of one with a a Lamborghini crashing into a Ferrari. (laughs) So good man. Um, Anyways, anyways, (laughs) we are going to Los Angeles. I think that's, I think that's about my story is in terms of what I've done. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of messed up is that I, I went before and I listed a bunch of questions and things that I wanted to talk about in a relatively specific order. And then when I asked him the first question about talking about his background, he kind of went through like 75% of it, 80% of it. I just know. So yeah. Um, it was cool not to have to plan the episode myself. Yeah, that was, I got to sit on the couch this time and do nothing. Yeah. By the way, my ice cream is melted all over the counter in there. Oh no, but that's okay. It is what it is. Yeah. It is um, what it is. Oh, just because I have to do it. Um, about two weeks ago, I was at a Logic concert in West Valley City, Utah, with Devin Jensen and Edie Schumacher. We will get into that in a later episode more, but I totally wrapped right up with Kyle, and Logic was right in our face, too, and directly pointed at Miss Edie and looked me in the face at one point and almost picked me to go on stage to play Street Fighter with him. But he didn't. Because he was scared that I would beat him, for sure. 
Um, but I had to mention logic. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but we are going to Los Angeles. I'm hoping we can, uh, well, we'll definitely finish filming our music video. Uh, we have like a, what did you call it? Like a vlog of what? A first week vlog. Week one in LA. Yeah. That's what yeah, you if you haven't it. subscribed to the YouTube channel, hop on over there. Do it. Check out the 67 questions with Alex Friedman. Yeah. Oh, also, there. some paperwork has to be signed still, but uh, DJ TJ is now part owner of Ethos Music Production. This is where a soundboard would come in handy with the clapping. But Woo! Clap, 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 clap. Woo! Yeah. Um, so. God, I can only imagine what that sounds like. <laughs> so there's that. Um but yeah, we're gonna to go to Los Angeles, film the first week, and then um, and start then a, making a short film. Yep, and then I'm a mosey on home and go to college. Mm-hmm. And we actually, I'm not gonna talk about the short film because I know like nothing about it yet. Because we've been sitting here all day trying to figure out what to do, and I almost got dreadlocks. Yeah. And I also started writing the story for the short film, but I'm just not telling him about it yet. Yeah, maybe on the next podcast he'll tell me about it. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I have a couple more questions for you, if that is okay. Fire away. All right, one of the big ones. Who are some filmmakers slash directors who have inspired you? None of them. I inspire myself. No, there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going to sound terrible. No, it's not. Um, Michael Bay. So, no. So, um, I think one of the biggest ones recently is John Krasinski as a director, which I know a lot of people know him from as Jim Halpert from The Office. However, that is not the case because he directed the movie A Quiet Place. And have you, you haven't seen that. I have not seen it and I've wanted to so bad. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I won't spoil anything, but so when I watched the movie, um, it's supposed to be like a horror kind of film, but I did not get that vibe. Maybe that's because like no horror films actually scare me. Like some will make me jump with like jump scares, but this was completely different. Um, it reminded me of the ring in the sense Ooh. that the ring to me was not, it was not scary or horror filmy, but it was a really, really cool story. And like in the end, when it all unfolds, you're like, what? Or there is a movie called The Orphanage. I can't remember who directed that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but someone big. I think I don't like. I think I know who it is, but I don't want to say their name in case it's wrong because then I'll sound like an idiot. But that movie was all in Spanish, and so I thought that was going to like take it down for me because I'm like I have to read captions. But that ended up being one of the coolest movies too, um, because. It wasn't really a horror movie, but it was just one of those, I guess it was a ghost story is how my father describes it, where it's just a really, really cool story. And so for A Quiet Place, it was the same way. And the reason why I thought it was really cool is because that was one of the only movies I've gone through and watched like all of the behind the scenes of just because like they gave this script to Krasinski and then he just like went off and yeah, like, yeah, like, I heard that. like hearing all of like his visions and stuff and the way that he did it because there is, I can't remember exactly how much there is. Oh, I think it's like eight minutes of dialogue in the entire movie. Like that's Crazy. how much, that's how much talking there is. And I think in that eight minutes of dialogue, that includes all of the sign language because like 
in this place that you're at, like you, it needs to be completely quiet because yeah, like, the, like the monsters monster can you hear you. Yeah. And so they communicate entirely with sign language and like that's in, included in the eight minutes of dialogue. So like something that we learned in film production, like with silent films, like you need to learn how to express emotions and whatever without using dialogue. And that's something that I find incredible in this movie is because like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not scared, but like the, you get this connection with like every single one of the characters and whatever. And like all of the emotions that happen, it's like you, you got all of these, like you got emotionally attached to these characters and like dialogue was not a reason for that. Um, and one of the other cool things I thought was cool about it. <laughs> one of the other cool things I thought was cool <laughs> about it. I'm just going off today. Um, and they don't know when I'm stopping. <laughs> one of the characters um, is deaf in the movie. And so, like, that's how they know about the sign language and stuff. Um, and, like, she plays a big role in it, whatever. Um, but what I thought was interesting was when he was casting, like, the deaf girl, like, she's actually deaf. It's not, like, an actor. Because he didn't, like, really hire anyone to like teach them sign language like it was this girl and so like everything that all of her acting everything is like completely i don't i always say he's hate saying this because i just don't like this word but it's like completely raw like i think i've said this before in a podcast and we like laughed about it but like it's 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 real the first episode yeah like it's real for her like all the sign language stuff because that's all she knows and so that it just kind of adds on to like how cool it is. And I mean, the thought process behind like when you're making like an hour and a half, two hour long movie with eight minutes of dialogue and half of it's sign language, it's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even though I haven't seen it, I have seen a lot of interviews with him on like Jimmy Fallon and uh, Graham Norton and stuff. And Emily Blunt, who is the main who plays his wife in the movie, is his wife in real life. <laughs> yep. Um, and he said it was incredible working with her. But I also. I mean, he directed, produced, acted, and helped write the movie, which is insane. And that's definitely a career goal that I have at some point also. But um, he was saying that it's not... He doesn't see it as a horror film, and he doesn't like the horror genre. Yeah. He was saying that he made this movie for his family, and um, he sees it more as a story of your family and doing anything in your power and everything in your power to protect them. Yep. Um, and so it's really interesting that your take wasn't, um, so much as a horror movie as much as just a great story. Um, cause I think that was his goal Whereas some of the other people that were involved in making it wanted it to be just like another scary movie, you know? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And, and I'm how, excited to see it. That's how I've always viewed like a lot of movies. Cause I mean, I enjoy action movies, but I don't prefer if I had to watch that or like a movie like The Quiet Place or The Orphanage or something like that. I would prefer to watch those. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Rain Man. Of course. So that's one of my all-time favorite movies. And like my dad was telling me about it. It's like, yeah, it's Kmart about. sucks. He's like, yeah. So <laughs> like, there's this actor Dustin Hoffman, and like he's pretty incredible. This movie, he like acts as in like autistic grown man. And I was like, that's all he told me. And I was like, well, that sounds stupid. Why would I want to watch that? But it also shows you like in terms of like, I mean, autism and like, how would you, how, what, what's the correct term for that? For, 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 for like, he au- had in the movie? yeah, it was, um, well, no. So like there's autism, there's Tourette's. I don't know. Like, do they prefer special needs? 
like in terms I'm of not, like, what the world does not get offended over like since politically get, correct yeah i'm i'm actually not sure anymore i know like i don't think it's offensive to say autistic because that's yeah that's what it well, is but so know? like it that movie was the reason why because before it was like autism and Tourette's and I mean all of the special needs kind of whatever things diseases I don't whatever you want to call it it wasn't that it, it didn't play that much of an influence on me until I watched that movie when like you realize that it's like these people are humans too and they are very very special in their own way and not like in a bad way like there are so many positive things about them that like we don't have and that movie really shows and proves that and so it was one of those movies where it's not an action movie or anything that like that but it was one of those movies where it's one of the few movies that actually made me like cry because just because of the way that the story was written and like how incredible the acting was oh, yeah. in that movie. But that's when it comes down to like, if there's an acting movie or a movie with a good story, I always choose the movie with a good story. But I mean, action movies are cool too, I guess <laughs> they can be, <laughs> Yeah. but no, I mean, you're totally right. I think sometimes I think my favorite genre of movie definitely changes a lot, but I think, Right now, I'm really into certain styles of comedy. Like, I really, I love Seth Rogen comedies. Like, he's he's one of my favorite comedy actors, if not my favorite comedy actor. So the things that he works on are incredible. But movies like that, I definitely went through a huge phase where I was into those, and they always seem to pull me back in at some point. Um, and I just looked it up, and yeah, it says autism and savant or savant syndrome is the correct term for what Rain Man had. Yeah. No, yeah. I know it was autism, but I just didn't know if they like special needs or like mental retardation or that kind of stuff. Yeah. In terms of, but it's whatever. Yeah. Do you have any other, what's the other, any other questions? Um, yeah. I think the last thing I wanted to ask you was, do you have any advice for anybody who is young and trying to start out with their film and videography career? If you... <clears throat> how do I word this? <laughs> if you want to create something, if you want to film something, no matter what it is, if it's you want to record yourself playing Minecraft or Call of Duty or you want to v vlog or you want to record bugs, <laughs> frolicking in nature, whatever it is, <laughs> like, don't think that you can't do it if it's not popular at the time. Because that was something with Minecraft, like when it first came out, it was hugely popular. And that's why I wanted to make YouTube videos about it. And I continue to make YouTube videos about it, even when I didn't enjoy it because it's popular. And I never enjoyed it and I never grew and I never like it, it just it didn't really matter. It didn't mean much to me. And so, like, if you want to create something, no matter what people say, no matter if it's popular or not, if it's special to you, go for it. And it's, it goes along the lines with songwriting as well or playing guitar or anything like it's a skill. And when you start off, it's going to suck. It's going to be awful. Um, but you, you can't expect to go into it and just think you're going to be perfect at it. And you're going to make some huge multi-million dollar movie because I'm not even at that stage yet. Yeah, and I mean, you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere with everything. If you are passionate about it and it's something that you 
absolutely love and you know you always want to do, that should inspire you to continue to create. Don't ever stop or slow down. If there is an opportunity to go outside your comfort zone and film a music video, if you're filming ants walking around on their ant hill and someone asks you to do a music video, go for it because you learn new things. Every single thing you do, you learn new things. Do I... With the TV show I'm doing, that's me stepping out of my comfort zone because of the genre and whatever, because it's never something I could see myself doing. However, here I am, and it's you learn something new every single time you do something. Um, and as long as you keep creating and you don't listen to the people that will tell you that it sucks and whatever, when you know it does, but I think that that was kind of what kept me going is the people that said like it sucked, whatever, because then... It's, it makes you want to create something better and be like, haha, screw you. And that there's been plenty of times in my life where people have said like, oh, you're a failure. Like you're doing completely awful because you didn't do this or you didn't do that. And you're going this film route, which is going to go nowhere. But the, the thing that kept me going was that because with every single video I made with the Bradburn video, that was a screw you to some people like I'm making money doing what I love. And then the spring gala video in the speech, it's like before when I had like severe anxiety, I could not walk up on a stage and speak in front of 300 people, but I did it. And I proved to those people who were sitting in the stands or at the tables that time, uh, that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And all those people that hate on you and say, you're going to go nowhere in life. I continue to create because of those people because I'm proving every single one of them wrong. As like every every single time I make something, I am proving someone wrong. And I'm doing what I love and you're doing what you love mm-hmm. and whoever's listening, continue doing what you love because I mean, that's it. You love it. Yep. <laughs> and dreams come true if you work hard enough. And you got to be happy. And you, as long as you're happy, you may not be making millions of dollars like we are right now. We're but, not. That, but, he means like we're not right now. Yeah, we're not right now, <laughs> but like who knows where we'll be in 10 years because I know that both Al and I have a lot of drive and a lot of passion for what we're doing and a lot of talent and we can't deny that and like I don't like to speak too highly of myself but in terms of me compared to the majority of people yes like I mean people constantly tell me like you're very talented or whatever and it's like you start to believe it and deep down you know that because no one else would do like that or I mean in yeah, terms of I mean, anything we try and look at other people our age and people that we know and um even though, no, we, we, neither of us, we both are almost modest to a fault at times, I think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, being humble is good, but we, I think you and I are both at a point now where we do know our worth and we do understand that we have a lot of talent and we can get somewhere and that we are farther right now than a lot of people who each of us graduated with and a lot of our peers, you know, and that's, um, that's a pretty cool thing. And it's because we never stopped. It's because we had a drive and it's because we took risks, took risks. Yeah. And that's what you're saying, I think. Yeah. So it all comes back to never, never give up. If something is shitty to begin with, there you go. There's like my first cuss word in all eight episodes. But if whatever you're making is shitty, don't think you need to stop because people are telling you that it's shitty. Like, yeah continue doing what you love, never give up, continue 
creating and learning and whatever, because in the end, like that's how, if, if you want to be the next Ed Sheeran, you can't do that by picking up a guitar and then just being Ed Sheeran. It's like he obviously, every single person has a story, no matter how far they've made it, no matter how stupid their career is. <coughs> Kim Kardashian, everyone, <laughs> everyone has a story. And so continue creating, never give up and you will go far in life. Very true. Thank you so much for listening. And the only other thing I think we have for today is make sure to check out our newest video on the YouTube channel, um, 67 Questions with Alex Friedman, very similar to Vogue's 73 Questions. Um, So yeah, check that out and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to hit that little notification bell so you're up to date on all our recent stuff because I promise there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out soon. We love you all. Have see a, you next week. Have a good evening, morning, and afternoon, and we'll see you next week.